Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, hi there. Welcome to another somewhat impromptu edition of The Emma Gunn Show. I'm thrilled that you're joining me. This is impromptu because if you are a regular listener to the show, you will know that I usually publish on a Sunday. But there was no episode yesterday. Today is Monday, the day that I'm recording this. And it's because there are a few things happening behind the scenes that I sort of wanted to give you a heads up about. It's all very exciting Uh, lots of plans that will hopefully um, make the show better, bigger, etc. next year. But it's just meant that my flexibility to drop everything and turn up on someone's doorstep with my kit and record a podcast has been somewhat compromised. And so I haven't been as agile as usual. So that's why there's been a slight gap in the uh, podcast schedule. But I wanted to do this extra special podcast for you. It's only going to be a short one. And um, just to give you context, I left, it's 20 past eight in the evening, and I left my desk at work two and a half hours ago, and I've just walked through the front door. It was one of those evenings when all the trains were cancelled. So if you will allow me, I'm going to enjoy this podcast with a glass of wine that I am pouring now. Thank you very much. That's what we like to call a healthy pour in the consumption industry. Anyway, just just a little something because it's Monday night. But the reason why I wanted to do this show is because I've been getting quite a few questions, a lot of similar questions, and a topic that have, a couple of topics that have come up time and time again. And I thought, you know what? I didn't do a main show on Sunday, so let's do it now. So a lot of you have been emailing or DMing me on Instagram to ask me about 40 days of 40. Now, 40 days of 40 is my celebration, my somewhat extended celebration of my 40th birthday. Simple as that. Why am I doing 40 days of 40? Am I just a self-indulgent princess who wants all the presents? No. I mean, yeah, but no. Um, Essentially, I have a birthday that is a week before Christmas and that makes it quite difficult to schedule anything in. In fact, my big plans for a big birthday party this year have been scuppered by the fact that I can't seem to find anyone who will give me some space in a bar or restaurant or venue that sells beverages without wanting to take masses of savings or like, you know, my car or things like that. So that's been a struggle. But because of that, you know, parties and whatnot are not something that I've ever really associated with my birthday. It's always been quite difficult to get people together. But more than that, 
Um, 40 Days of 40 is actually about self-esteem. So if you have been following the podcast or you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you know that I did something called Red Dread. And Red Dread was about wearing lipstick every day for as many days as I had red lipstick, a fresh red lipstick every day to wear until I felt comfortable wearing it. Because as much as people say it's a beauty staple and everyone can pull it off, actually not everyone can pull it off. I'm sure many of us have beautiful red lipsticks barely touched that we've bought because it just looks absolutely divine but when it comes to wearing outside of the house it just feels like a bit too much so red dread was about confidence 40 days of 40 is about self-esteem and I want to give you a little bit of backstory so that you can kind of understand because it isn't just about presence and just having a fabulous whale of a time it's about acknowledging that I am worth celebrating and indeed you are worth celebrating and I'm sort of smiling as I say that because I feel a bit twee but the first time a conversation or, or my fir- my 40th birthday came up must have been about three years ago and a friend said what are we going to do for your birthday what are we going to do for your 40th or something very roundabout it was a very casual conversation and I remember the hairs on the back of my neck just pinging up and almost like getting a bit of a cold sweat and just saying oh why don't we have a joint birthday party and At the time, I thought, oh, that's nice, you know, sharing the celebration. But what I really meant, the sort of, what was going on there was I didn't think that my birthday in itself was worth celebrating. So I was only happy to do something if I could somehow tag along with someone else or share the spotlight. And I just see it with so many of my friends, like really amazing people who, when it comes to celebrating other people find it incredibly easy but when it comes to celebrating themselves find it quite difficult so 40 days of 40 isn't about doing something expensive or doing something elaborate or doing something over the top every single day it's just about doing something you like enjoying it and savoring it it's as simple as that it's nothing I'm calling it the 40 days of 40 festival which does big it up (laughs) But it's just about, I really like doing these things, so I'm going to make the time for them. So it sounds ridiculous. Uh, so that could be um, turning off all my, my, all my phones. I've only got the one. I'm not that popular. Um, turning off my phone, sitting in my living room under a throw with a good book. Now, that's the kind of thing I think about every single weekend but actually when it comes down to it I never make the time for it because I'm like oh no my ironing needs doing or oh, I should really go and do that or oh, I should really should really do that thing and that's the thing that gets set to one side so it's just taking the time to make sure that those things that I know I enjoy I will fit in because otherwise what's the point if you're not enjoying life and all of those things so that's what 40 Days of 40 is about. And you will be getting updates on it via the podcast, obviously, as I do in my regular introductions to the main show. But if you really want to stay abreast of what's going on with 40 Days of 40, then the best place to do that is Instagram. So I will be hashtagging everything with 40 Days of 40. And I will also be doing Insta stories and how many posts a day are relevant in order to share with you what I'm up to. And please, Trust me, I'm not going to spoil the beans here, but the first one, a lot of you are going to be like, seriously? But you will read the caption and you'll understand why actually it it is a 40 days of 40 celebration. So really, it's about if you 
don't feel worth the time, worth the effort, but you're very good at making other people feel worth the time and worth the effort. This is me kind of for the first time ever, and it's taken me 40 years or 39 years and 300 and something or other days to be confident enough to say I would I should like to put myself first thank you very much I should like to celebrate and it isn't honestly I'm not trying to be self-indulgent I don't want the spotlight on me I want to in my own head enjoy these things and savor them which is something that I find very difficult to do so that is why 40 days of 40 is happening I am at Emma Guns on Instagram, if you don't already know, and you'll be able to see the posts and the Insta stories. And I'm actually going to try and save the Insta stories and create one long video. (laughs) Famous last words. Uh, I'm not that tech savvy, but I'm going to try and put all of the Insta stories together in order to create one long video that will live on a 40 Days of 40 blog post on my website eventually. So there we go. 40 Days of 40 starts on November the 7th. The final day of my birthday is December the 17th. And I hope that you enjoy or understand the reason why I'm doing it. And also I hope you enjoy the ride and get a kick out of some of the stuff that I'm doing. I'm pushing myself out. I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone for a few of them. But um And equally, I'm well within my comfort zone for some of them. But I just want to, yeah, celebrate and experience and not feel restricted by anything. And again, it's not about cash money because, you know, I haven't got loads of it. It's just about savouring the stuff that sometimes we take for granted or doing something you wouldn't normally do. I think I've made my point. So just to go over a couple of the questions that have been coming in, um, There are a few topics that have come up again and again, actually, recently. And I figured, in fact, now that I've got my wine, I'll take a sip. Mm. Mm. Oh, God, that's good. I would tell you that it's a very expensive, beautiful, full-bodied red that I uncorked when I walked through the front door and let breathe for a moment. But it's a screw top and it's absolutely incredible. I don't care. It was under five pounds. (laughs) Think Think ill of me if you dare. It's delicious. And it's kind of, you know, it's like red wine juice um, because it's not too sharp. So I've had quite a few questions from listeners about therapy. And I'm just going to pick out this one particular line from an email. Um, You've alluded in several episodes that you yourself have therapy. It's something that I've thought about doing, but not sure I want to pick at that scab. If you could recommend it, how would you recommend it? And do you think it's worth doing? So, therapy. Yes, in fact, it's about a year ago, um, this week, in fact, that I made the decision to start getting therapy. And before I tell you what it's like, because I'm sure everyone's experience is different, but it is something that people had suggested I had I get previously. Um, and I always saw that as a rejection. So if my friends would say, do you know what, you really need to speak to someone or oh, you should, go and, you should go and talk to someone. I saw it as them saying, because I'm, I'm up to here with it and you're annoying me now and I don't want to deal with your crap. And maybe there was an element of that, but I just read it as rejection and I never saw beyond the rejection. So I never thought, I know, this could actually be a really positive move. This is something for me, bringing in the 40 days of 40 again. This is something for me that's my own, that's private, that could be really positive. I never thought about it that way. But this time last year, things were not, 
I don't even know how best to describe it. And I don't really want to pick at that scab and start to quote my uh, emailer uh, and get too emotional. But things were pretty dark and I could not find any respite anywhere. I couldn't, everywhere I looked, it was not as I wanted it to be. And I just didn't feel like I had any control over anything. And I won't go into too many details, maybe in a future episode with more wine, who knows. But it was a point where I had to admit I needed help. And so I got it. And the way that I would describe therapy is this. So as we know, the human brain picks up everything. It absorbs everything that we see. So when you're on a train station platform, as I've just been for two and a half hours, nearly, and it's rammed and there are all these people, your brain actually takes in everything from the hair colour to the coat colour. And even though you couldn't recall it and say, oh, there were 700 people and three of them were wearing pink coats. Your brain has somehow processed that information. But at no point does anyone ever sit down to you, because how could you, and say, right, so when you think stuff, um, if it's not important, just kind of put it in that part of your brain. If it, if it feels like it's important, you want to come back to it later, put it that part in that part of your brain. And if it feels really really important like keep it here like no one tells you that it's just all very automatic but we we know that the brain picks up everything okay that you pick up you pick up lots and lots of details and so I look at it as a filing system and I'm a very sensitive person I pick up on everything and a lot of the time I don't know how to process it and I will spend a lot of the time trying to push down what I've think I've absorbed and try to sort of rewrite it to be more positive or rewrite it in my in a narrative that I'm more comfortable with but the way I look at it is this when I went to therapy it was like I had to open the door to the room in my brain that's kind of the junk drawer in your kitchen it's the stuff that's got the batteries in and the spare key that you don't really know what it opens up or anything but it's a big old mess and there's just papers piled everywhere and you've got self-esteem um papers piled on top of the lesson you had in kindergarten about painting it's all a complete and utter mess and it looks like there's been a tornado in there what I feel like therapy does for me and I haven't really canvassed too much opinion on this because one's own therapy journey is one's own therapy journey but I feel as though when you start therapy you walk into that room And the pieces of paper that are at the top that you reference a lot, whether it's bad stuff or good stuff, it comes out naturally. And by the end of the sessions, not even by the end of the sessions, actually, it's like during the session, you sort of lay out all of those papers and you find an order for them. And then you go away and you have time between your sessions. And then during that time, your brain percolates and puts them into a nice foldering system with paper clips and tabs, you know, colour-coded tabs, and it files them in a beautiful Kiki K um, box file or, you know, magazine file. And you, so you start to organise the room. And the stuff that was really messy and confusing when you went into the room a few months later is no longer messy and confusing because you understand it, you've worked through the steps, and it becomes manageable, and it becomes something you can say yes no I understand what that whole thing is so for example for me I distinctly remember being uh, quite young and another girl in my school saying that I was physically disgusting that I was physically just a fat mess 
And so whenever I think about body type or anything, I think my brain just naturally takes me back to that bit of paper with that horrible insult on because it burned, it burned me. And so I remember it very quickly, I come back to it. So there's all sorts of things like that. So for me, that's what it is. You've got this room full of papers and it's all a big mess. And that's why you can't, um, even if you're trying to help yourself sometimes, you can't make sense of that mess because you need someone to come in and help you put the magazine files or the box files up so at least they can show you where to put stuff so I hope that makes sense I have replied personally to some of these emails but you can imagine if you got that email oh it's like a room with lots of paper in and oh it's it's madness and then you've got a box file and you've got some nice day it doesn't make sense so hopefully speaking it on the podcast makes a little bit more sense of it and so yeah I am not ashamed of it. I don't see it as an insult. Well, maybe it was an insult when people were telling me to go and get speech to somebody. But it really is one of the best things I've ever done because it was taking control. And as much as I used to read self-help books and all of those things, nothing um, made a dent in some of the stuff that I had to work through, like talking it through with a third person who is objective and educated on these things and can help you not not do it for you but can help you and guide you through that process someone said to me the other day it's very american and i suppose in america it is um has less of a taboo or i don't know if taboo is the right word but um yeah in the uk i guess maybe people are a bit quieter about it I certainly am I don't go shouting about it (laughs) apart from here um but if you feel like you're an overthinker so this is why I would recommend it if you're thinking about it if you've listened this far you might be thinking about it if you're an overthinker as I definitely am I recommend it because what it does is you have that dump in the session where you talk about the thing and then your brain sort of percolates it and files it for you and it's almost as if you're saying to your brain you know what, you've got to save space. An hour every week, you've got to save space where you can just dump all this stuff. So actually for me, it's really quieted, quietened down my overthinking because I know that I have um, a release for it at some point. So that's one thing. If you aren't sure of your own thoughts, a third person helps, a third party helps, and actually you might be surprised at what you discover and also, I would, to be honest, I would advise it for anyone, even if you felt like you were happy as a clam and you thought that you had life sorted, I would say, just go and do it because it's a really good, helpful way of getting your thoughts and feelings out there, assessing them, your, your brain computes them, files them on a hard drive in a, in a healthier way. So in answer to the very broad question, what is therapy like? <clears throat> I hope that that has answered it. Um, I read Kelly Osborne's book, uh, There Is No Effing Secret, a while ago. I thought it was brilliant. I wouldn't have thought that that book would have come out of Kelly Osborne. That sounds awful. I definitely had an opinion about her that was completely wrong. And then I listened to her on, excuse me, <clears throat> RuPaul and Michelle Visage's podcast, and she blew my mind. Then I bought her book immediately, and she's now on my um on my list of people that I would love to get on this podcast because she has gone through therapy. She says she doesn't, tr- she either says she doesn't trust anyone who hasn't been through therapy or she doesn't, it's one of those things. That's an Arna Farris thing. She says she doesn't trust anyone who hasn't had their heart broken. 
or similar. But um, yeah, a lot of people go and do it. And I think most people would say that they are better for having done it. And the thing that I was going to say about Kelly Osborne is I think she said, you have to find the right one. So if you start with a therapist and it doesn't feel right, you can change it. You have the power, but you have to find the person you're comfortable with. I'm very lucky. I found a therapist who I feel very, very comfortable with and feel like we're making great progress. Um, I will put some links in the show notes to helpful helpful resources on this if you feel so inclined. And if you have any questions about that or if you have your own experience with, thera- with therapy, please do share them with me. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and let me know if this resonated or if this felt like it was worth listening to because ultimately I want to create a show that you enjoy listening to and engaging with and that hopefully is useful that hopefully you come away at the end of it and you think yeah I'm, I'm glad I listened to that podcast I'm glad I heard that because it was um, helpful I've had a lot of emails <clears throat> moving on to the next topic I'm gonna have another sip of wine there if that's okay Mm-mm-mm. oh hello Monday so a lot of emails from listeners asking about the issue of self-esteem and weight and whether I will be broaching weight, fitness, that sort of thing as a topic in the podcast. The short answer is yes, I shall. So get excited. The long answer is it is something that I want to tackle really responsibly and I want to tackle with intelligence and with and, and by being appropriate. And I don't want to enter into that ridiculous narrative that there is out there that you see on the cover of magazines of feel the burn in seven days or, you know, shed two kilograms in eight hours. All of that stuff actually gives me hives. Um, I think that there are many more. It's such a tangled subject, the issue of weight or body image or self-esteem that... And I find it very confusing that, you know, the amount of times I have said, oh, um, someone says, oh, you look really good. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, actually, you know, yeah, I've lost like, lost a couple of pounds because I started running. And someone will say, oh, no, you don't want to run. Not with your body type. You should be doing weight work. And then they instantly, for want of a better expression, piss all over your dreams and you begin to second guess what you're doing. Whereas the actual fact of the matter is, if you're running six times a week for half an hour at a time, you are going to be doing your body some good. Okay? Fact. So I want to kind of approach this subject in a way that I think is unique and that you don't hear very much. And I want to approach it in a way, as I say, that is really responsible. I have terrible terrible body image and I am a self-saboteur when it comes to my body um I'm a yo-yoer and I hate it about myself and it's something I chastise myself for on a daily basis I and I actually let's not pull it that thread because then it'll be a four-hour podcast and I'll be sobbing and this bottle will be empty but just to say I will be talking about weight and self-esteem and body image and I am lining up this is what's been going on behind the scenes that I alluded to at the beginning of the show I am lining up people who I think will be incredible guests who will offer really brilliant insight on this a lot of them aren't based in the UK so I'm having to work around their schedules either when they're over here, whether I can go to them or whether we can do things um, over Skype or various other things. But please do 
please do keep tuned for that keep tuned stay tuned for that i've had three sips listeners please do stay tuned for that i'd be most grateful but also because i want to attack this properly and i want to answer the questions that you have i wanted to give you notice so that you could send in any questions whether it's about weight loss whether it's about feeling like you're addicted to food whether it's about feeling like you have um a problem with managing your weight whether you think that something else is at play ask all these questions and I will field them to the right guest because they are all in in the works trust and believe finally to, to make things a little bit more light-hearted I'm gonna have more wine Mm-mm-mm. gosh that really is rather lovely um I've had a few questions. A lot of you very much enjoyed the podcast I did with Helen and Ellie from The Scummy Mummies. I have to say, I loved it too. The next day was a write-off, but I very, very, very much enjoyed hanging out with them. And I hope to do more. But the questions that I've been getting, particularly on DM actually, um, is we really like the comedy podcast, Thankfully, people have been saying that, you know, they like the fact that I get some interesting guests on and we broach some quite serious topics, but they liked the the fun nature of um, Scummy Mummies. So the, the question a lot of you have been asking is, will there be more comedians and comedy podcasts? And the answer is a wholehearted, belly laughing, yes, there will be. I had such a, <laughs> such a good time. And the fact that people emailed me to say that it brightened up their day made me beam from ear to ear and I already have a big gob so the fact that my smile got even bigger is saying something I will happily get on any comedians comedians I am beside myself I had such a good time and um (laughs) I will never drink southern comfort again the other question you've been asking is will I do stand-up well the short answer to that is no I think I'm really really funny but I no one else thinks I'm as funny as I think I am which means that an audience would you know I'd get booed and people would throw tomatoes at me so I don't think I'm funny by the way I'm being facetious Um, I just think that I love having a good time with funny people like Ellie and Helen, but I couldn't, I wouldn't stand up there on my own and try and tell you a story. I can tell great dinner table anecdotes, but I cannot hold court on stage with a spotlight, with a microphone and a bottle of Evian. That just would not, I would get quite nervous. So those are three questions that have been coming up a lot in the last couple of weeks so I thought it was time to address them in this kind of mini episode slash impromptu show and I also wanted to give you a bit more of a backstory to 40 days of 40 and hope that you enjoy the 40 days that are coming up and obviously if you're listening to this after the event then you can just go and relive the whole thing by looking at my Instagram feed uh, at Emma Guns. And if you have any suggestions for things that I could do for 40 Days of 40, DM me. I'm at Emma Guns on Instagram and I'm at Emma Guns on Twitter. And you know what? I have to be honest. One of the things that makes my day, my hour, my week, my month is when I hear from you, the lovely listeners. Your messages and your support this year have been unbelievable. And 
I thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart to everybody who downloads streams, who tells their friends, who shares it on Facebook, who shares it on Twitter, who shares it on Instagram. Honestly, I'm just a girl who got home pretty late because the trains were late and it's freezing and I'm talking into my microphone in my office with a glass of wine by my side and the fact that you guys are so supportive makes me feel super happy and loved so thank you very much I feel like I should end it there and finish this glass of wine maybe uh maybe go crazy a bit later and have a cup of tea and put my feet up that is the end of the mini episode thank you so much for listening as ever if you want to get in touch with the show it's very very simple just email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com follow me on instagram and twitter where i'm at emma guns and why not go over to itunes and subscribe for one thing click that button it's just a click and then you're subscribed and then you never miss out and if you're really enjoying it and I hope you are. Please do leave me a rating and a review. I am a self-funded, self-published podcast. And so it's things like reviews and ratings that help me get noticed on the behemoth that is Apple Podcasts. Um, Five-star ratings need only apply. I don't know why I'm saying that. What I just mean is if you're enjoying it, that'd be great. If you're not, um, please listen to something else. And I love you anyway. Um, Thank you. Thank you. This is the end of the show, finally, because the wine is calling. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.